Welcome to episode four of Carol at Christmas, a story told in 12 parts. Let's begin. In the elevator, the Mallory Jacobs wears an ostrich feather collared fur parka motorcycle jacket over a black bodycon sweater dress with a plunging neckline. Her stiletto boots are identical to Carol's. Her outfit is accessorized in head-to-toe chains. Necklace chains, bracelet chains, anklet chains, heavy crossbody chains, one chain cinches her waist and drags behind her with a myriad of gaudy attachments. It's like a charm bracelet designed by someone interested in every hobby on earth. Large stone rings weigh down each of her fingers. Carol looks at her in total terror, gasps, and stumbles back. You, you didn't expect, didn't expect me, 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 me to take to the, take the stairs. stairs. Did you? Did you? I w- w- wasn't expecting you. All. Mallory disappears. The elevator doors open. Carol runs from the elevator's confines to her apartment door with its minimalist modern knocker. She fumbles for her keys. This is a door she has unlocked at least once a day for more than 20 years, and yet matching the right key with the lock isn't manageable for her in this moment. Distress lines cross her forehead. It and every other part of her glistens with perspiration. Before she can get the right key in, the knocker shapeshifts into Mallory's dead face. (gasps) Boo. Boo. Carol drops to the marble floor and curls herself into a ball. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. She lifts her head just enough for one eye to see the knocker. Mallory's face vanishes. Carol stands, wipes the sweat from her hands, and commits her full attention to fitting her key, the correct key, into her lock. As Carol inserts her key into her lock, her focus is so complete that she doesn't notice Mallory standing behind her. Carol turns her key and opens her door. A single dim bulb lights her vast entryway. Thunder sounds throughout the penthouse. The ghostly taillights of a suburban-sized hearse drive out the window. She slams the door, making it echo like another peal of thunder, then deadbolts it with trembling fingers. An icy hand touches her shoulder. <gasps> My time, My time. Here, here is short. Carol dashes through Mallory, runs to her living room, cowers behind her couch, presses her hands over her ears, and shuts her eyes as tight as her eyelids will allow. Are you avoiding me? Mallory takes deliberate steps to Carol. Each heel click sends a shiver down Carol's spine. You don't exist. Mallory seizes Carol by her coat collar and lifts her into the air. We need need to talk. Carol swings all four of her limbs, trying to fight and flee simultaneously. Not a hand or foot manages to connect with anything. Mallory drops her. Carol lands in a heap. She gathers her gumption and stands from her crumpled on the ground position. You're dead, and I'm drunk. You're born. You're born. We should reschedule. Carol opens her phone's calendar app. My schedule's wide open on the 25th. Carol's phone rings with Christmas bells. The microwave, stove, television, and fire alarms join in. Carol covers her ears as her body writhes into contortions. Please, make it stop. Please. <laughs> 
cacophony of bells falls silent. Carol's fireplace lights. This conversation, this conversation can't wait. I need a glass of water. You? Carol heads to her kitchen. Mallory pursues her. Carol opens a cupboard. She takes out a glass and presses it against her refrigerator's ice and water dispenser. Her hand rattles the ice in her glass as she dispenses water into it. She forces a stern look on her face and turns to Mallory. You're my whiskey, aren't you? You're just a figment of unsolved or unresolved whatever. From now on, I'll have one whiskey, not two. Thank you. Oh, I have learned my lesson. Mallory clatters her chains in fury. Bells and alarms rejoin her. Carol drops a glass. It shatters. You must you believe must in believe it. They're not. They're not giving, not giving me an eternity. 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 God, 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 God. Awful, awful chains. chains. You know? You know? Carol plods to her living room, defeated. She sinks into her sofa and puts on her slippers. Tears brim her eyes as she looks up at Mallory, who has followed her into the living room. And you sit. Yes. Yes. Then do. Mallory perches on the couch. Her chains flow down about her. What do you want with me? Much. I don't have time to go into all the deeds, honey. I'm not allowed. I'm gifting you three spirits. They'll fill you in. Listen to them. Three spirits. Carol shakes her head in the negative. Mallory nods, solemn, in the affirmative. Are they supposed to scare the dickens out of me? Come on. Can't I just do better tomorrow? I'll smile at a stranger. See? I can smile. Carol does force a smile onto her face, and truth be told, it's not half bad. Your chains will be worse worse than mine. I'm a minimalist. You were always the extravagant one. Mallory lifts a brow. The two women exchange a smile. Stop with the stubbornness, stubbornness, Carol. Carol. As soon as you lose the selfishness. Look, the chains are metaphors. metaphors. Heavy metaphors. metaphors. They have to be carried without rest. What are you being punished for? You were a great business partner. And a horrible friend. I never did anything for anyone that wasn't in my own self-interest. Womankind and mankind should have been my business. Listen to those spirits. You're the only one who can get us out of this. Look, look. Mallory's face is pity-tinged. She backs up to the large living room window and points out to the night sky. Carol looks at it, obedient. Spirits fill the sky. All wear expressions of regret. Some have safes attached to them. Others are chained together. One spirit wears a fashionable dress and winsworthy heels. She carries an enormous purse. Her shoulder sags under its weight. She cries as she looks down at a woman pushing a wailing infant in a stroller along the sidewalk. The woman and her child are very much alive, hungry, and cold. There is nothing the spirit can do to help them, and it is absolutely agony. Back in Carol's penthouse, Mallory rises and hovers above the ground. The first ghost ghost will visit when the bell tolls. No, I'm not doing this. You know how I feel about unscheduled appointments. I'm not a last-minute sort of person. Consider it scheduled. We need to fix this. I need you. You need you. What if I need you? I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm you the ghost. The best I can do for you. Mallory steps out the window into the night sky and takes flight. 
No, don't go. Mallory, Mallory! Carol's shoulders slump. She drags her feet like a child into her well-ordered bedroom, removes her slippers, and puts on her satin pajama set. It looks like a power suit sans shoulder pads. She locks her bedroom door, puts on warm socks, and sets her slippers next to her bed. Ah, humbug. She lies down in bed, pulls the covers up to her chin, closes her eyes, and snores in an instant. It ain't me It's just that Christmas feeling Once every year We see it all revealing And that can be A heavy cross to bear You've been in the dark Christmas Eve will find you Cause I see a spark I put my bed on you this time So gather your hopes And sing it out within your heart It's Christmas.